A couple of years ago, I went to a meeting at the Nelson Room organized by Alice Linsmeyer, who's the director of Ventura County Clergy and Laity United for Economic Justice. And I heard stories that surprised me. I heard uh, several uh, uh, Latino teenagers uh, talk about how their parents one day never showed up from work. They never came home. And without any kind of warning, uh, immigration and customs enforcement officials, known as ICE, showed up and picked them up and brought them to a detention center and deported them and left these kids behind. And these were kids who weren't teenagers at the time. Uh, and there was no regard for what would happen to them. And I learned through that meeting that this was a policy that uh, was escalating basically after 9-11. It was part of a larger shift in policy, a kind of tightening the screws on the immigration uh, population in the US. Uh, and I learned that church or religious leaders across the country also felt outraged about this and that they had organized. And they had organized in terms of the new sanctuary movement. And they called themselves the new sanctuary movement because they had organized once before, back in the 1980s. The original sanctuary movement uh, organized against the deportation of Guatemalan refugees in the U.S. We didn't consider them refugees because we were supporting the Guatemalan government at the time. And this was a government that uh, had had right-wing hit squads that were executing people. So the people that were at risk of being deported back to Guatemala were at risk of being killed when they got back. So church leaders across the country organized and offered shelter. Uh, and uh, within the context of this new situation of families being broken up, uh, children left behind, children again who are American citizens, husbands who may have green cards, who may be American citizens, uh, uh, church and religious leaders decided to, uh, to rally once again, inspired by that history of the 1980s, a history that uh, is, is one that's close to home. Our, our former pastor, and, uh, pastor of the Holy Trinity Lutheran Church, Jim Oynes, was heavily involved in the original sanctuary movement. But they organized, and since they put together shelters across the country, uh, and uh, they are protecting uh, a number of different people, uh, from this threat of deportation and families being broken up, and at the same time, they're trying to organize on behalf of immigration reform uh, to try to change the laws so that there'll be a little more, the laws themselves and the way they've been applied also shifted and changed after 9-11, after and, and uh, customs authorities now have much more latitude to do the kinds of things that they're doing, picking up people and shipping them out without having to go through a court process uh, so we have one person uh, five minutes away from, from here, the only person in Ventura County that uh, is in sanctuary, and she's, uh, she's been living at the United Church of Christ, uh, the only church in, in all of Ventura County that was willing to open its doors and take her in, although there are other churches that are involved in supporting this effort. This is a small congregation of, of 80 people. Uh, and this woman, her, her name is Liliana Santorio, and last semester, because I've been organizing a number of events to try to promote awareness of this over the past few years, and I've had a lot of help. And I see Howie Wenas in the audience, and he's been very helpful bringing in high-profile speakers, bishops who are on our board of regents, uh, Raleigh Deffenbaugh, head of the uh, President of Lutheran Immigration Refugee Services. But it has been very hard to get students interested, to get students to turn out, and typically it has to be in conjunction with a class, uh, some kind of credit involved. And uh, a number of occasions, we've had very high-level speakers, uh, 
Uh, people have been inter interviewed on CNN in conjunction with this because it's a national issue. And I just, I had no students who, who, who came. Um, but so last semester I decided that I'll try to build empathy uh, and I'll try to find a way to get students to care by building this into the freshman seminar. And I had my 16 students uh, work on a three-part documentary. And they went to, the, uh, to UCC Simi Valley and they did several interviews with Liliana and uh, background research and they put together this three-part documentary and I learned a lot through the documentary. I realized that Liliana's story really goes back to her grandfather's generation and her grandfather came to the U.S. along with three million other Mexican workers as part of the Bracero program that started from the 1940s and ended in the 1960s invited to work in the U.S. Her father came uh, in the 1970s all without ambition not to stay in the U.S. but to earn their money to have a better life back in Mexico. I learned that in the 1990s that NAFTA free trade agreement uh, basically ruined the, the life that, that, that her father was trying to build and the whole family had to leave. There was no economy in the state of uh, Michoacan where they lived that they could rely on anymore. The whole family moved father, mother, siblings, and Liliana stayed behind to finish her education, to finish high school at least. And when she finally left to join her family, uh, she left a year too late and the laws under the Clinton administration had changed and she was caught uh, trying to get across the border. And what she didn't realize at the time was if you're caught one time and then tracked down later on, you've got at least, and you spend more than a year in the US after you've been caught, you're, you're required to go back to, to your home country for at least 10 years. And Liliana never intended to stay in the US. Her hope was, again, to earn money herself and to go back and complete a university degree uh, in Mexico. Uh, but at work, she met somebody, she fell in love, she had a family, uh, she has three kids, all American citizens, and they bought a home and they focused on that American dream. Uh, and Surprise, surprise, that past came back to haunt her and one day those ICE authorities knocked at the door and she was still breastfeeding her youngest child and uh, they told her she was gonna be deported. And she was lucky that one of those officials was sympathetic and she had a little time to work with, time enough to ask around for help. And uh, her own church, a church, uh, she's Catholic, uh, she's being sheltered by a Protestant church, she went to the church where she was married, where her kids were baptized, and they basically said, sorry, you're not, you don't live in our district, we, we can't help you, um, and, uh, and sent her on her way. And she was fortunate that members, uh, the people who were involved organizing this uh, new sanctuary movement found her, and they provided her with shelter in Los Angeles first, but she was still uh, far away from her, her family and their home in Oxnard, and it would take her husband you know, a, a couple hours round trip to get to this church. And they really weren't set up to accommodate her uh, and, and her, and her uh, youngest child. Um, so the UCC Simi Valley, they, had, they have a, a plot of land, they had a small house on the, on, which you know, was, was, was a wreck at the time, and the members of the congregation got together and they renovated the house. Uh, again, a congregation of 80 people. Uh, and uh, I went, you know, I, I, and, and uh, they have been supporting her ever since. Uh, and they really don't have much, much to spare. Uh, and uh, 
Uh, it's not just the money, it's not just renovating the house. They have been, they've had somebody there because they're concerned about her being taken away. So there's literally somebody there around the clock with her. Uh, and uh, even the pastor of UCC Simi Valley, uh, June Gowdy, uh, moved out of, the, out of the, the place where she was living with her partner into the home to try to lower the cost of, of, of this for the church so she could at least be paying rent to the church. So I tell you this because Liliana is still there, two years on. She is minutes away from her home in Oxnard, but she can't go to teacher parent meetings. She can't see her kids' soccer games. Uh, she's caught up uh, in, this, uh, in the predicament of the 11 million undocumented. What does that mean? 11, for a lot of people, it's black and white. You're either here legally or you aren't. Uh, but when you look at the story of Liliana and her family, you realize it's a lot more complicated than that and that uh, there is need for reform. This is on the agenda right now, the Obama administration, but clearly we've got a lot of other things going on and the concern is that this could just become a back burner issue. So there've been marches in Washington, marches in Oxnard. And I've held more events here on campus, uh, but just yesterday uh, I tried to feature the documentaries the students worked on at the Festival of Scholars. I showed them at Grace Hall and it's still the same. I didn't even get students who worked on the documentaries and most of them didn't show up. And one student actually told me it's a waste of time. Basically white students at CLU don't care. Uh, and I've actually had Latino faculty members who said they're right. Um, and I, so I really hope that that is not the case. I don't think it's the case. I think it's just a question of awareness and empathy and that if you meet Liliana and you hear her story and she's happy to meet you. Uh, and if you decide to get involved, then I've got literature uh, uh, from, the, from VC Clue that I can give you. Um, I can't believe that you won't be moved by it. And I say this because uh, I, I'm myself not going to be here uh, a few weeks from now. And that one thing that I'm sad about is that I can't continue on to do more on this. So I'm really hoping that people here will, at least somebody will decide to continue working on this because again, Liliana can't move. She, she's stuck in place until immigration reform happens. So thank you for your time. And again, I've got that literature connected to VC Clue that I can, I can share with you.